I made my comeback to the sport of swimming and it's only been four weeks, but I'm here to tell you what I've already learned so far. And it's been quite a bit, but let me set the stage because uh, as I sit here today, it's January 30th. I started swimming again, I mean, literally four weeks ago for the first time in two years, I started showing up to a pool and actually trying to do a workout. And I would say my attempt from two years ago was pretty half-hearted too. So realistically, it's been <clears throat> around five years, five, six years maybe since I uh, really gave it a go swimming-wise. And incidentally, it always seems to coincide in, in recent history with me firing things back entrepreneurially. But um, I've, I've learned quite a bit on the way and hopefully I'm going to get all the lessons that I've learned so far out in the course of recording this. But I'm just going to start by uh, telling a little story, of course, because as I get into this story, I think a lot of the things that I want to say will will manifest themselves through it. So I um, I showed up to swim and I got a buddy who's coming to swim with me, which has been undeniably one of the best parts of this comeback into competitive swimming. Um, most other junctures that I've done this at, I have been swimming all by myself. And I have to say, it is so nice to show up and first off, just have like an excuse to see one of your friends uh, a couple extra times a week and do something together and we can chat a little bit. We're not putting too much pressure on ourselves all the time to be training, especially here in the beginning piece of it. And I think that's probably my first lesson as I, as I go through this, because I think as a coach, you always sort of know on some level that, you know, the people that are showing up to swim at your practice, yeah, they, they, they want to be there because they on some level want to get better at swimming. They want to improve themselves in the sport of swimming, but they also have a lot of other reasons for showing up. Right. And if you don't understand these reasons, you know, you're going to, you're going to struggle at times to understand why they show up the way they do or why they, you know, behave the way they do in the context that you're coaching them. Right. And, and one of the most important things is the social connections that they have. I, I remember the first time I ran into this is coaching in Denmark and we had much smaller training groups as you got to the higher levels um, in swimming. And, and overall, I, I don't think this was, uh, is, is actually a strength of Danish swimming. I think they probably could um, take a page out of the U.S. book by having bigger groups at the top of, um, uh, of these clubs. I can't get anybody to listen to me over there, but, you know, nevertheless, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. And one of the reasons is because I think it becomes extremely hard for older swimmers, um, kids who are high school age in Denmark, because their peer group is so small. And I think having a nice big peer group to show up and see, you know, it makes more likely first off that you're going to have somebody else that you're friends with that you like, and that that person is going to be there at the same time as you consistently. Right. And, you know, if you have a small group, it, it may be, you may have sort of like less likelihood of finding, um, cohesive personalities and a good person for you to be able to um, relate to. And, you know, that, that if like that one person is sick, that, that 
that, you know, somebody else that you like and you look forward to seeing is also maybe going to be there. So I think that creates a little bit of redundancy. So for me, the, the nice thing about being a, a almost 40 year old is uh, my friends are my friends. And so somebody that I consider my friend, my buddy, Ryan, you know, um, he's enough if he's there. And in fact, even if he's only there some of the time, it really sustains a ton of motivation for me to show up because um, I'm just genuinely looking forward to him. So it gives me an extra incentive and motivation that goes way beyond my own maybe personal intrinsic motivation for getting back into it. So showing up to swim with Ryan and uh, we actually come in, come in like 630 in the morning, Monday and Friday. So to all the people who've been uh, watching my videos um, and, and see me out on the road, talking to people about having to, you know, the, the, the part where their motivation is most challenged, which, which almost inevitably, especially when I talk to, to swimmers is like oh, getting up early to do a, a morning practice. I can say, I really have had basically no trouble getting myself up, um, to go swim at six 30 at this stage in my life. It feels like a great treat to be able to just get up and work out first thing in the morning. Um, so I'm there it's six 30 in the morning and there's actually a master's group that's practicing before us. And probably a week ago. So, you know, basically three weeks into my swimming journey, somebody came to me and they'd seen me swimming there and they said, Hey, you know, we have a meet this weekend. You should, you should come swim in the meet. And I was like, look, I mean, I, I just started swimming again. Like I, I'm not going to come to the meet. Like that's, that's silly. Like, thank you very much. But you know, ha ha ha. No, I'm not, I'm not coming to swim in the meet. And I come back on Friday and somebody pokes me again. They go like, Hey, you know, there's a, there's a meet this weekend. You should come to it. And I think some part of me, I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to go to a meet as crazy as that sounds. And, um, but I said, you know, I was still like in the stage where I was kind of fighting it a little bit. So I went, yeah, it's gotta be too late to sign up. And they went, no, actually you can, you could still sign up today. You can sign up till 12 today. And I said, yeah, but I, I'm not joining the, I'm not joining the master's team. You know, it was my second objection. I was like, I, I'm not joining the team. I, I'm just here training by myself. I don't want to be on a team. And they said, you don't have to be on the team. I said, third objection, right? <laughs> um, they were wearing me down. I went, well, I'm not registered with us master swimming. So, and I don't, you know, I don't really want to go home and do all that. They said, you don't have to register with us master swimming. So finally, after that, I went, all right, well, I guess if it's going to be that easy to sign up, you know, I might as well sign up. And, and my buddy Ryan overheard all of this and he was just shaking my head at me. You know, he's like, you're crazy. And I said to him, I said, like, look, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in doing it. I just like to see, you know, I'd like to find out where I'm at. And of course, uh, I'm not going to go all out in the meet because I don't want to hurt myself, basically. Um, one of the quirks, uh, definitely that I have noticed as I get older and work through the sport of swimming is, you know, um, I'm still like, and we'll get to the results piece of it. Uh, so pretty fast, but <laughs> you know, it's much easier for me to injure myself. And, uh, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit more fragile. And when I hurt myself, I'm hurt for a lot longer. Than I used to be, you know, it's, um, it's not a matter of something, you know, like where you're, you hurt yourself and you shake it off in a day or two, um, stuff sticks with you. 
for weeks, maybe months, um, maybe forever. Right. Uh, and so that is definitely a piece of it. So I, I decided to sign up for it. I went home and I signed up for the meet. I put myself in a 50 breaststroke and a 50 free and immediately, um, and all the people that I, uh, coach personally, or, you know, have hired me for that. And, you know, uh, listen to this podcast as well, will recognize this or the teams that I've worked with if you're listening to this, you know, immediately I started to put a bit of pressure on myself, even though I said, you know, hey, I'm not gonna, not gonna go all out with this. So, um, you know, because if you're gonna show up to a meet, you have expectations. I'm, I'm sorry, like I, 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 I've worked with enough people, um, to know that it's 99.9% um, .9 of the time it's BS if somebody says they're showing up to a meet and they have zero expectation for how they're gonna do. They have some expectation, they may not be willing to say what their expectation is. Um, so, you know, I took a dose of my own medicine and, you know, I had to give seed times for this and I follow the um, exact same process for creating my seed time that I walk a lot of people that I coach through in terms of goal setting. Okay. And what I, what I, one of the things that I do when I have people talk to me about their goals, and that is their, their very tangible, like measurable swimming, like how fast do you want to swim goals? Um, I think it's always good to anchor in on, you know, what is that dream level of performance, that one where, you know, like you're going to touch the wall and that endorphin rush through your body is going to be like that, that's ultimate swimmer high. Like what is that time? Right. Cause you have a time in mind that is that, and maybe it sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it's there. And then you have another level where it's sort of like the borderline where if you went that time or you went faster than that time, somewhere in between that and your pure elation swim, you go like, yeah, that was good. Like that was good. And anywhere below that, right. You go like, I'm kind of disappointed. Right. So, um, I set my seed times at the level at which, you know, basically on that borderline of if I went faster than them, I would be happy. And if, uh, if I went slower than them, I would still be disappointed in myself, even though I had barely been really, uh, back in the water training to do stuff. I did 50 breaststroke and 50 free. And, uh, just for reference for all the swim nerds that are listening to this, um, I set my 50 breaststroke seed time at 34.0 nine and I set my 50 free at 27.09. Um, the last time that I competed in swimming was, I guess I'm just, <laughs> I, I realize I'm getting old because I, I was talking to my wife about it last night and I said it was five years ago, but it definitely, um, was, uh, I know because it was the year my mom died, we just came up on six years. So it was just a few months after my mom died. So actually it was six years ago. Um, that I competed in swimming and that was a meet where I, I shaved and I suited up and I went 29 in the 50 breaths. So I think six years older, you know, my math was sort of like six years older, not been training, got a race in a speedo, you know, just a brief and 
Um, yeah, 34, you know, 33 would be really good. And, uh, so anyway, I, I, I set all that up and immediately, even though I did that, right. I still have spent a lot of time thinking about the ball. Like how, how fast do I really think I could go? You know, like what would be a dream time? And like, to be honest, my dream time was probably for both events was probably more like uh, 30 in the 50 breast, which would have been basically the same level of performance that I had six years earlier training harder in a suit. Don't ask me why that's realistic. It's just, it's just what I thought. That's, that's where my mind went. And the 50 free, it was 24 something because actually, um, my, my lifetime flat start best in a 50 free is a 24.0. Um, so, and that was, you know, like, I don't know, in a dual meet in college or something. And, uh, so I show up to the meet and, you know, I, I could already feel that I was getting a bit nervous. Right. Um, couple of, couple of things that I observed to myself, and this is down the, the learning path as well. I immediately started scoping out the other guys that were at the meet, you know, trying to figure out who looked like they were fast, you know, like, um, who looked good in warm up. You know, I was reading the psych sheet, trying to figure out who else was good in my age group. Um, I was focused like I, I noticed myself getting real focused externally on the people around me and the, the, the competition in there. And, um, so at least at this stage in my life, I was able to keep centering myself into like, okay, what is it I'm supposed to do here? Right. I'm showing up, I'm going to warm up. Um, I really should do a dive because that was a, that was the, major intimidation factor that didn't dawn on me until the day of the meet, which is you have not dove off a block for six years. And, um, you know, for anyone that's ever jumped off a swimming starting block, okay. After a long time of not doing so it's, it's pretty uncomfortable. And, you know, as you get older, <laughs> it gets more uncomfortable right? Because it's, it's, there's a, there's an e extra piece of danger in there. So the whole warm up I was pretty focused on, okay, do, do what it is to get yourself loose and, um, but like make some time to go do some starts. And I'm probably like a few minutes away, uh, from doing a start and, uh, I pushed off the wall and did a pull out and I got a, a giant muscle cramp in my left trapezius muscle. It hurt like hell. And, um, that was a little bit scary because I was like, Hey, I'm just warming up and you know, I've got like a muscle seizing in the middle of that. Um, so I'm trying to get that loose, you know, getting everything kind of loosened up. I'm remembering my promise to myself to not hurt myself. Um, I go and I do my first start and I think I, you know, practically put my face, I mean, it wasn't the deepest pool, but it was still like six or seven feet deep.
deep. And I, I think I practically put my face on the bottom of the pool the first start. So there's the danger right there immediately. I practiced a couple more. I felt, you know, slightly more comfortable as I was getting ready to get in and, and go do the meet. Um, and then, you know, we all had to get out and, um, you know, I have to say the intervening time between warm up and when I raced was super nice. I am reminded at how great the people are that do the sport of swimming, especially master swimmers, just great people. Um, it was so easy as somebody who didn't really, I didn't know anybody that was competing in the meet. I just sort of plopped down next to somebody and they were chatting with me. They were super friendly. You know, we we're trading stories back and forth and, um, it really helped me to, uh, keep loose and just keep like engaged in a really nice way in the competition. So I wasn't sitting there like, you know, like really ruminating hard on all the things that I had coming up. And my first race was going to be that 50 breaststroke. Um, and we got closer to the race. We got closer to the race. Of course, I, um, I, you know, I, I went back in actually to do a second warm up, and I was reminded by how cold the water was and how much harder it was uh, than at other times to like sort of get myself, uh, my body warmed up in that moment. My 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 shoulder was still, my my trap was still hurting me. Um, I was trying to do some pullouts, but not do them too hard and not, you know, sort of aggravate myself even further. Um, I got up, I stood behind the blocks, you know, again, friendly people behind there. And somebody asked me, like, how you doing? I said, honestly, I'm extremely nervous right now. I haven't. And he said, yeah, me too. <laughs> and that gave me some relief. And I said, yeah, like I haven't done this in a, in a long, long time. He said, yeah, me neither. You know, but uh, I guess we'll just we'll, we'll find out. And he was swimming in the lane, um, you know, in the same lane in the heat before me. I noticed he swam really well. So that gave me a good feeling. I don't know why, you know, somebody I just met, but it was just nice to first off have like that human moment with somebody else. People admit that. Yeah, like, hey, I'm feeling nervous and, um, you know, a bit of apprehension about this thing I'm about to do. Um, I get up on the blocks. Um uh, and I definitely, I felt a little jolt of fear um, as, I, as I went to go get ready in the position. Um, and uh, gun went off and I felt like I got off the blocks. Like, like actually I felt like I got off really great. I got in, I did my pull out. I couldn't see anybody else. Um, you know, which is always a nice feeling in breaststroke because you, you, you got to be like pretty level with some other people to get that feeling. And I started swimming. I felt really, really good for about four strokes <laughs> for about four strokes. And, uh, at the, at, at that fifth stroke I kicked and I felt a really, really sharp pain in my groin. And I was, I remember just thinking like, oh shit. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, like, I think I had a six stroke and then I turned at the wall. I did another pull out. I came up and it's just kind of like, I, I could tell I was in a pretty good position in the race and I was feeling a little bit competitive. Um, 
I definitely still wasn't pressing as hard as I possibly could. And mainly I was just going like, finish this race without hurting yourself more. Cause now you've already hurt yourself, but you know, finish it without hurting yourself. And I got there and I touched the wall and I looked up at the time and I went 31. So I was thrilled. <laughs> I, I like, I think I was smiling ear to ear after that because I really, really was not expecting such a good result. Um, on the other end, I, I probably in all honesty, exceeded all reasonable expectations for myself in it. And, um, that was, so that was my, my first reflection, but then I was thinking like, I have another race to go. And is it even really a smart idea to swim it? Um, there's probably some of you listening to this to go like, Chris, <laughs> you're not setting a very good example for the people that you, um, you coach because I did swim that 50 free. I, I you know, I rationalized to myself that, um, you don't really use your groin very much in a 50 free style. I mean, theoretically you shouldn't somehow I still ended up using mine a little bit, maybe says something about the way that my freestyle kick goes. Um, but I didn't, I didn't end up making it any worse. Um, in the second race, um, 50 freestyle, I went 25.9. So again, I was super pleased with it. Um, and I had a, a really good experience. My reflection at the end was, um, and this is probably my final lesson that I've learned overall was that, um, I should take better care of my body. I was actually physically both in a better and a worse place than I thought. And I'll, I'll just explain that a little bit better. Like I feel really, really good about, um, about what kind of like, I guess, conditioning that I have the fact that, uh, I haven't swum for such a long time and I can show up and do a really, really reasonable level of performance in, in rep in comparison to the best I have ever been. Um, so that part of it feels really, really good. And I'm really proud of myself and it makes me feel good about a lot of the other things that I've been doing. Um, on the other hand, the fact that, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not even going a hundred percent and, you know, like I'm, I'm hurting muscles left and right, you know, probably tells me that I'm quite a bit more broken down or a lot of things are closer to their breaking point than I would rightly like to admit to myself, you know, that I've been, uh, despite my, my perception that I have a much, you know, I have a new invigorated, more, uh, caring attitude toward myself training wise, I probably have not been allowing myself to recover enough and, um, just giving myself that time to heal and like fully get there. So I got another competition in May and, uh, I am my goal, my process goal from now until then is to actually, you know, feel physically, you know, solid by the time I get to it and, and confident that I can, um, exert myself fully without 
hurting myself <laughs> in in the context of the race because I think, of course, that'll make a big difference. Now, maybe you're listening to this and you go, like, why did I just listen to Chris, you know, uh, navel gaze about his swimming for 24 minutes? But I think as coaches, well, there's 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 really two things here. Um, you know, I, I think as coaches. First off, I noticed this now that I'm not a traditional coach anymore. I found the experience of going back to being a coach on a team so valuable because it gave me so much empathy. Like the, the people that I work with are swimmers <laughs> on teams and coaches on teams. And just to be all the way in on that process, I think it's something that I'm going to have to work to keep in touch with as long as I'm doing what I'm doing. Because um, you gain that, like, it, it's just much easier to do your job as a coach. It's such a huge asset to have empathy for and, and like, learned um, that real learned empathy um, from, from having been in the place um, that people are doing. And I guess what that means in terms of, 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 of me swimming is, um, it's giving me real empathy for the people that go out there and are still competing in swimming, whether they be young people, whether they be older people. And I think if you're listening to this and you go like, yeah, well, Chris, like I'm 45 or I'm 50 or, you know, I'm 35 and I, I don't really, I don't want to swim anymore. I'm not here to say that, you know, you need to, to swim in order to gain empathy for the people that you're coaching in swimming. But what I will say is, regardless of whether you're gonna swim or not, you definitely have goals. You have physical performance goals for yourself. Again, you may not think that you do, but you know, you have, you have something that you want. You have a way that you want your body to function. You want to feel a certain way when you're walking from point A to point B, or maybe you want to be able to run, or, you know, maybe you want to be able to carry all your groceries in, in one trip. You have some kind of your, you know, you're a dad, you want to pick up your kids, you're, you're a mom, you want to pick up your kids. Like everybody has some level of physical performance goal and leaning into that and, you know, doing some work on yourself in that respect, it will give you a lot of empathy for the people that you're coaching because that is what they're doing, right? They have a physical performance goal for themselves and they're showing up every day to try to do something to influence it. And if you can get some insight into your own process of doing that and what's functional and what's dysfunctional in the way that you do it, you're going to you're going to notice some things, I think, coaching wise, you're going to get some insight that's really, really important. Um, you probably heard some of it through my own description. That's really, really important as you talk to people who are trying to do the same. So that that's my lessons learned. I'm going to keep you guys updated um, here as I continue to train. Uh, I'm having so much fun getting back into uh, swimming and uh, maybe down the line, I will share some, some bigger, longer term goals that I have for this. And, and um, those of you who follow the blog probably remember that I had some bigger, longer term goals back in the day. And I'll sort of address some of that because, um, you know, I put myself out there in a certain way 
And, uh, and anyway, I'll, I'll get into that later. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, if you're out there swimming, you know, and you're also listening to this or you're, you're thinking about your physical performance goals for yourself, don't, don't be afraid to reach out. I love to hear from people. I love, you know, comments. You can uh, like, subscribe to this on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast version of this. I get so many people reaching out to me um, directly through my website um, due to something they listen to the podcast. And it, it really, really helps me because I learn what people are, you know, what parts of these uh, of stuff we're talking about are resonating on the other end. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys one more time and I'll see you again soon. <laughs>